we're going to be doing our Bible reading now. We're going to continue reading from Amos. We're going to read chapter 7, verses 10 to 17. Now, kids, do you remember that Simon Says skit from this morning here, where I was kind of interrupting Mr. Jonathan there? There's two characters in this Bible reading, all right, and I want to see if you guys can figure out which one was like the character that I was playing and which one was like the character Mr. Jonathan was playing, okay? So listen carefully. So, reading from Amos. Amaziah was a priest of Bethel. He sent a message to Jeroboam, the king of Israel, and he said, Amos is making evil plans against you right here in Israel. The people in the land can't stand to listen to what he's saying. Amos is telling them, Jeroboam will be killed by a sword. The people of Israel will be taken away as prisoners. They will be carried off from their own land. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Get out of Israel, you prophet. Go back to the land of Judah. Earn your living there. Do your prophesying there. Don't prophesy here at Bethel anymore. This is where the king worships. The main temple in the kingdom is located here. Amos answered Amaziah, I was not a prophet. I wasn't even the son of a prophet. I was a shepherd. I also took care of sycamore fig trees. But the Lord took me away from taking care of the flock, and he said to me, Go, prophesy to my people Israel. Now then, listen to the Lord's message. You say, Don't prophesy against Israel. Stop preaching against the people of Isaac. But the Lord says, Your wife will become a prostitute in the city of Bethel. Your sons and daughters will be killed by swords. Your land will be measured and divided up, and you yourself will die in another country. The people of Israel will surely be taken away as prisoners, and they will be carried off from their own land. For those of you who might have come in a little bit later, uh, we're having a family service here this morning, and if you are new to the church or weren't here during uh, COVID times or just recently once, uh, I mean, we're still in COVID times, sort of. Um, uh, but if you weren't here when uh, we came back after COVID, we did something called a family service. Do you kids remember that? Raise your hand if you remember the family service. Oh, come on. There we go. Wow. Your memories are shocking. All right. Uh, now, it's great, great to see you here. But what we like to do in a family service is uh, we like to just encourage everybody to participate. And the reason that we decided to keep doing this is kids, we love to worship with you. Did you know that? We love to worship with you. We love to learn about God with you. We love to pray with you. And we love to share God's story with you. That's what I'm going to do right now. We're going to share a bit of God's story. But before we get going, I need two volunteers. I need two volunteers. Uh, Zoe, you can be a volunteer. Anyone else? From the, how about you? Uh, they need a little bit, a little bit older. So someone maybe who's all right. We'll go with. Uh, sorry, Judah, <laughs> you don't quite make the cut, mate. Uh, we'll go right there. Yep. Go ahead. Zoe, come on up. What'd you say? Yeah, you raised your hand, didn't you? Yeah, but you raised your hand. <laughs> I see. Do you do, do you want to do it or no? All right, all right. We need a second volunteer. Sebastian, you can be that one. All right, here we go. All right, uh, Sebastian, uh, do you want to take the red clipboard? And, sorry, remind me your name. 
Elliot, sorry, I, knew, I know you, Elliot, I just, I just forgot. Uh, okay, so here's what I'd like you to do, all right? What we have is we have two envelopes here, all right? Two envelopes. And what I have here is two sets of questions, okay? Two sets of questions. And what you're going to do is you're going to go interview Mrs. King, or Keen. Mrs. King's right there. Mrs. Keen. Raise your hand, Mrs. Keen. There she is. So I'm going to give one to you there and one to you there. And you guys are going to write down her answers, okay? So you can grab a pen from the back. And you're going to write down her answers. And then we're going to put it, put, put it in an envelope, okay? All right. We'll see how we go. So we are looking at the prophet Amos. And God in this book is pictured like a lion. And if you know anything about lions, they command your attention. And I think one of the reasons that God is picturing himself as a lion here in this part of the Bible is because he's trying to get his people's attention. Now, the theme that we're talking about today is we're trying to understand who speaks for God. Who speaks for God? And how can we tell? That's what we want to try to find out. Who speaks for God? How can we tell? And as we said, God is, he's like the lion here, right? He's, he's got a roar. He's got something that he wants to say. And he gives his message to somebody called a prophet. So you see the prophet on the screen? He's the little guy. He gets to be, or she gets to be, the spokesperson. The spokesperson, the person who carries God's message. And so uh, we'll come back to that. But I want you to see how it works. So look on the screen with me here. So here's what happens. You have God, God who has a message for his people. He calls a prophet to speak that message. He gives his message to the prophet. And the prophet's job is to declare what God says. That's what a prophet does, declare what God says. And it's the people's job to hear the word of the Lord. So God calls the prophet, the prophet speaks God's message, and the people hear the word of the Lord. We had uh, somebody playing Simon. Simon, can you turn the fan on for us, please? It's a little bit stuffy in here. Thank you. So, but what happens, what happens if you have two people who say they have a message from God and the message is different? What do we do there? That's a bit tricky, isn't it? What if after I speak, somebody else comes up and says, you know, everything he said to you was wrong. That would be a bit confusing, wouldn't it? Uh, where are we at? Can you advance the slides for me? This has stopped working. Thanks. All right, so this is Amos. That's not really Amos, but that's just what we imagine that he, uh, he looks like. Did you guys finish? Did you finish? All right, here, I'll take your... Okay, perfect. Great. So we have two answers, two messages. This should be the same thing. Thank you. I'm going to put these in the envelopes. You guys can sit down, and I'll bring you back up later. So we have the prophet Amos. Now, as he says in the story... Amos is a farmer. 
He didn't start out as a prophet. He was a farmer and a businessman. I don't think he grew watermelons. I think he grew sycamore fig trees. He was also a shepherd. So he's the first person that we need to listen to in this story. His name's Amos. The other person in this story is a man named Amaziah. That's not Amaziah, but that's just maybe what he might have looked like. I don't know. And Amaziah was a priest in the temple of Bethel. So, we're going to set up a contest. Maybe you've heard of a boxing match. Raise your hand if you've seen a boxing match. Right? A boxing match. How does a boxing match work? How do they, how do they, how does it work? Go ahead, Seb. You box each other to try and knock knock each other out. Do you just box until you knock each other out or is there a time limit? Time limit, yeah. What do you think? Yeah? Yep, they do it in rounds, right? So we're going to go four rounds today. We're going to see Amos versus Amaziah. Now, Amos' message was God is going to judge his people. He's going to judge his people for their evil, and he's going to kick them out of the land. He's going to say, you can't stay in the land anymore. And Amaziah is going to say, no, Amos, you're wrong. God's never going to take his people out of the land because he gave it to them. Do you see how these messages are different? And the question is, who of these is speaking for God? So we got four rounds. The first round is going to try to be the round of authority. Who, what makes the person's statement true? Why should it be believed? The second is the person's status. In other words, who said they could speak? What, what qualifies them to speak? The third round is their, their motive or their reason. Why are they speaking? And the fourth round is the effect. What is the result of this message? All right, round one. Here we go. To what authority do they appeal? You'll notice in the Bible story that Amos appeals to simply the fact that God gave him this message. He says he is speaking a message that is revealed to him. Amaziah the prophet, he says, well, first, the first thing he does is he runs to the king. He is appealing to power. And his logic is this can't be true because it's upsetting too many people. It's a good question to ask. Is something true because a lot of people like to hear it? Or is there another reason why things might be true? Round one goes to Amos, right? Amos speaks his message as true on God's authority, but Amaziah needs the king's authority to back up his message. So round one, we're going to watch our little meter here. Amos is the red, Amaziah is the blue. Round two, what qualifies them to speak? Now Amaziah says, I'm a priest, I'm a religious person. I have a job to work for God. Therefore, you should listen to me. Amos says, God called me away from what I was doing so that I could tell you this message. What happens? Round two. Up. Also goes to Amos, right? We don't believe somebody simply because of the title that they have. You don't believe a pastor just because they have that title. You don't believe 
a teacher just because they have that title. We don't believe people just based on the title that they have or the job that they do. Now, hopefully, the pastor or the priest is doing the right thing, and you can believe them. That's what we would normally expect. But here in this case, when there's two people saying opposite things, Amos should be believed because God is the one who spoke to him. But maybe we're still a bit unsure about this. So it's worth asking, round three, why are they saying this message? What motivates them to speak? Now, here, Amaziah is trying to speak because he wants to keep the peace. He doesn't want everybody to get upset. And that's his big fear. He's afraid that if people listen to Amos, everyone's going to get upset and everyone's going to be afraid. And he tells the king, they're going to try to get rid of you if we listen to Amos and we let him speak. Amos is motivated because he wants to speak to God. He wants to obey God. He wants to do what God has said he should do. He wants to be faithful to what God has said. Guess what? Round three, <laughs> going to Amos, right? At the end of the day, we determine who speaks for God, not on the basis of how we like it, but on whether or not God said it. Does that make sense? Something is true, not on the basis of if I enjoy listening to it or not. Something is true from God based on the fact whether God said it or not. All right, last round, round four. Here we go. Whoop, don't get hit myself. What was the result or what was the effect? What was the outcome of all this? And here we have, we have the benefit of the people of, we have a benefit that the people back then didn't have, meaning we got to see what happened. At the end of the day, one of them was right and one of them was wrong. One of them said this judgment would happen and the other one said it wouldn't happen. There's going to be a day when Jesus is going to be proved once and for all, Lord and King of the universe, or a liar, or a crazy man, or something else. But eventually, he will either return or he won't. He will either bring heaven or he won't. We need to realize that saying, well, either one could happen isn't really an answer. So, the effect, the effect was through Amos, God actually showed his righteousness. He showed his people and people who lived after it like us that God cares about how we treat each other. God cares about justice. God cares about how we live. And his goal was to show the people where they weren't correct. God said, this is the line. This is what it means to be righteous. This is what it means to be straight. And Amos, through his ministry, showed what it was and what it wasn't. Amaziah, he tried to take a big rubber and just erase that line that Amos was drawing. And the result was, it left people believing a lie. They remained tricked and deceived in their sin. Round four, decisive, final round, goes to Amos. He is the one who was speaking for God. Why? Number one, he spoke on God's authority. 
Number two, because God is the one who sent him. Not because he had been given that job by other people. Number three, because his motive was solely to obey God and to be faithful to what he said to him. And ultimately, we know that Amos was the one speaking for God because Amos' word is the one that came true. All right, for those of you scoring at home. Now, we started with a bit of a, bit of a, a, bit of a lesson. So can I, get my two volun- Oops. can I get my two volunteers to come back up? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Elliot, come on up. You can, you can leave your clipboards there. All right, so, all right, here's what I would like you guys to do. Here's your envelopes with your message, okay? You're going to share in a minute. You're going to read the message. You're going to read the answers that Mrs. Keene said, okay? But what I want you to do first is, just so you can remember, I want you to go back, go back behind the piano over there, open your envelopes, have a look, and just familiarize yourself, all right? Familiarize yourself with the message, and then we will hear her answers to the questions. While you're looking at those answers, we need to ask ourselves a very important question. Are we listening to God? Are we listening to him now? Is God speaking to us now? Jesus is the perfect prophet. He is the one who spoke for God perfectly and clearly. He is God's son. Now, Jesus exposed our sin. He also revealed God's righteousness. He received authority of God from heaven, and he obeyed God's instruction. So what you need to know is that today, today, our destiny is determined by whether or not we listen to Jesus' words. This is what Jesus said when he said, whoever listens to my words and puts them into practice is like the man who builds a house on a sure foundation. But whoever listens to my words and doesn't put them into practice is like a foolish person. And when the flood comes, it's the person who doesn't listen to Jesus and put his words into practice. They're the one whose house falls and collapses. All right. Well, are you boys ready? Are we ready? No? Oh, can't, can't read your writing? Uh, give, me, uh, give me just a moment. Go ahead and mute my mic, please. Thank you. All right. All right. I think we're just clearing up some writing here. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Let's get a round of applause for Elliot and Sebastian. All right. So, here we go. There's that. All right. Elliot, um, why, why don't you read out the question and then uh, the answer that Mrs. Mrs. Keene gave. Uh, 
Anne of the Green Gables. No, what's the question? Oh, what is your favorite book? And Anne, what did she say? Anne of the Green Gables. Anne of Green Gables, okay. And what did, what did she say here? Um, <coughs> Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. Ooh. That's confusing. All right. Okay. Uh, what did she say her favorite song was? Um, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. My Lighthouse. And my Lighthouse. Oh, man, this is really, really confusing. Okay. Uh, what did she say her favorite color was? Purple. Purple. Oh. What do you have there, Sebastian? What did she say her favorite color was? Blur. Oh, gee whiz. Were you guys having the same conversation? Oh, man. All right. Um, we'll just do a couple more. Read, the, read um, the next question. If you could be any animal, what would you be? A cat. That's what she said, a cat. A cat. Oh. What, did, what did she say to you, Sebastian? Dog. Oh, <laughs> um, all right. How about this one? Next one. If you could open a store, what would you sell? She said books and coffee. Books and coffee. What'd she say here? Maps. Maps. Man. All right. I think, I think we got one more. If you grow any, anything in your garden, what would it be? She said vegetables. Vegetables. What'd she say here? Fruit. Fruit. Man. All right. We have, do we have the same message here? No, we don't. Okay. All right. Now. One of these, do you think one of them is telling the truth? Yes. Yep. Yep. Who, who do you think is telling the truth? Raise your hand if you think it's Elliot. Raise your hand if you think it's Sebastian. Oh, all right. We might get a spokesperson. Um, actually, let me just see. Can you check, is there anything else in your envelope? Is there anything else in your envelope? Go ahead. Yes. Oh, what else is in there? Five dollars. Pull it out. There's five dollars in there. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask again. Uh, who thinks Elliot is telling the truth? Okay. Who thinks Sebastian's telling the truth? Yeah. All right. All right. Still got some fans, still got some fans. Uh, all right. Well, I think maybe we should go ask Mrs. King. Keen, sorry. Too close. Keen, Mrs. Keen. Uh, Zoe, would you mind taking a microphone to Mrs. Keen over there and uh, getting her to answer those questions for us? Here, here, I'll give you one more sheet. Here. Let's give a round of applause to uh, Sebastian and Elliot. Take that. What is your favorite book? Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> what is your favorite song? Amazing Grace. What is your favorite color? Purple. If you could be any um, animal, what would you be? A cat. <laughs> if you could open a store, what would you sell? Books and coffee. If you could grow anything in the garden, what would it be? Vegetables. All right. All right, and uh, Sebastian, I see you had something else written on your sheet here, and it's true confession time. I wrote this. I gave him a blank survey, and I said, for $5, 
Make up your own answers to these questions. <laughs> but don't show the money. <laughs> well done. That was really good. Good, good job. Thank you. All right, you can have a seat. You can have a seat. All right, thank you. Thank you. Okay, now, I realize that's not a perfect, that's not a perfect illustration. After all, uh, the members here do pay me to be up here <laughs> and to speak. Um, that's not why I do it, uh, but it helps. It definitely helps uh, me and our family to be here. Um, we will have to make choices because you'll have lots of people coming to you and saying, God gave me a message. God says this. Or you'll have a lot of people saying, look at that whole group over there. Surely all those people who think this message is bad, they can't be wrong, can they? If all these people think it's bad, or if all these people think it's good, it must be bad or good. But the Bible says that Jesus is God's final word to us, which is why we have to take everything back to Jesus. We need to ask, did Jesus say it? Did Jesus support it? Does it fit with Jesus' life, purpose, and work? Because Jesus obeyed God fully. All right. I'm going to now uh, bring this time to an end. I'm going to invite Phil and the band to come forward. And uh, we will have another song. Um, actually, what am I doing? Nope, I'm not doing that. Sorry. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. Uh, okay, what I want you to do now is we're going to take just a couple minutes, okay? We're a big group here, but I'd like to take three minutes, and we're going to put some questions on the screen. Uh, and this has to do with us being a family of faith. We're a family of faith. Families talk together. Well, at least I hope yours is still talking with each other. Uh, but families communicate together. We grow together. We learn from one another. What we want to do now is take some time to have a little brief discussion. You might want to group with the family next to you. If there's nobody next to you, uh, you can talk, you, you know, relocate around the room, whatever you need to do. But get into groups of two to five maybe, two to five people, and just try to answer these questions for yourself. Who has God used to speak his word to you? How did you know that? And then I'd love to hear what you think about the, the last question. Does Jesus still speak to us today? If so, how? All right, so we'll have a little discussion. We'll put three minutes on the clock. I'm going to get a drink of water, and then we'll come back at later at the end of the service, and we'll hear about what you guys thought about that. Thanks. Um, who the sun sets free is free indeed. What a reason to celebrate. We're doing some celebrating in my house today. Be sure if you see my son Noah, that you tell him happy birthday. Today's his birthday today. And, and that big fellow sitting next to him, it's his birthday as well. <laughs> That's my father-in-law, uh, Sam. Uh, you can wish them both happy birthday. Uh, uh, bit cut from the same cloth, those two. Um, uh, but as a family, you celebrate. You celebrate. And one of the ways you celebrate is you share, you share. So um, I'm just going to give an opportunity. We put those questions on the screen, and maybe we can throw them back up if you don't mind, Chris. Uh, we put some questions to you guys in discussion, and we said, 
Who has God used to speak his word to you? And does Jesus still speak to us today? Maybe you heard something really encouraging in that discussion time, or maybe while we were having communion or praying, God really crystallized something for you. I'm going to get the birthday boy, if you don't mind coming up, to run around with a microphone. Can you run around with a microphone? Does that sound good? Um, and I might see if there's one other volunteer. Does one of you guys want to know? Zach, do you want to run around? Yep. All right, we'll get one over here. And uh, if you just have just a short, oh, you can grab that one over there if that one. Here we go. Uh, just put your hand up. Um, if you heard something that was encouraging or God put something in your mind, uh, we won't take a long time for this, but just, just maybe give an opportunity to share or to celebrate. Put your hand up and one of these guys will go find you. Yeah. Don't be shy. There we go. We, we sort of, does Jesus speak to you today? And then we sort of answered, how does Jesus speak to you today? And everybody had something to share. And that was really powerful. Someone said through signs that when they asked to be shown something, someone else said um, when they're processing something, just the right question would pop into their head and would really um, help them see a better perspective. And someone else said when they're listening to the word. And I said through my children, and I have some very key times where their words phrased my heart question just the right way. I know Jesus was speaking to me through their childlike questions or just even trust in me. So I was blessed by that conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Joanna. Somebody else. I love that. Something encouraging you heard. Don't be shy. Sorry, I didn't see the hand. Go ahead. Uh, we just discussed that people often only listen when they're in a, in a bad place. Mm. So Jesus is speaking to us all the time, but often you only listen when you're not, not in a good place. Yeah, he often speaks when we're in a bad place. It's so true, isn't it? So true. Yeah. Maybe one or two more. One or two more. Anybody else? Did you want to share something? Uh, hi there. Thank you. Um, we discussed the first question and we came up with it uh, through the family members, through the elders, through the community and the church. And it's a great community to, to have here uh, to hear the word of God and encouragement. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, Demir. That's great. About my uh, language, okay. I can't really speak properly. It's okay. So um, I heard audible word of God. Uh, so was speaking to me. Wow. So I could hear that, and that's all what I can say. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What if God's word has two interpretations of the mm. same? How do we how do we mm. get God's truth from Scripture mm. when there's two people saying two different things for the same Scripture? What's some handy hints for the kids? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So when you, when you see something in the Bible that maybe people say different things about, I think it's really important to do two things. You need to, you need to zoom out just a little bit. Zoom out a little bit and say what was coming just before this part in the Bible and what's coming just after this part in maybe the letter or the story and whose interpretation fits, fits with what's before and what's after. And then you need to actually zoom all the way out and you need to say whose interpretation fits with the whole story, Genesis to Revelation, to the one story that God's writing uh, through Jesus. It's a great question. That's good. All right. Anyone else? Did you want to? Did you had? Did you want to say something? Yeah. Go ahead. No. Okay. It's a bit. I know. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. All right.